This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to Try by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. It feels like it's been a while. It does. <laughs> <laughs> not for not for the listeners, hopefully, but right. we haven't for actually re- us recording. We haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. We were away in Vermont. We had a little vacation. We are vaxxed and waxed. And well, <laughs> well, I'm summer hasn't started yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I guess this weekend is the, the last weekend was the official start of summer. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, like celebratory wise, sure, not like sure. Not like lunar calendar. Yeah, I think once people get through that, um, you know, 55 degree rainy weekend, they're really feeling like, hey, summer is here. I'm here ready for is. the beach. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> you know, gives you another week to make your waxing appointment. <laughs> right? Because no one had to be in their bathing suit. Yeah. Yeah. In New Jersey anyway. <laughs> yeah. So today we are talking about Mayor of Easttown. Not mayor, mayor. Mayor, as in, that's a horse, right? Yeah. A mare. <laughs> uh, but this is a woman's name. A woman's name, yeah. I'm <laughs> guessing maybe short for Mary. Mary, yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Um, it kind of flew under my radar. I think I saw something about it a few months ago, but we had a pretty set schedule mm. during the spring for like March and April. Um, and then I saw something recently that it was getting pretty good reviews and... There is nothing new out over the past, like, two weeks. Even, yeah. You know, usually all I have to do is Google, like, Netflix new, and a ton of new shows will pop up, and every article was like, wow, it's like a dry spell. Like, there's absolutely <laughs> nothing happening. So I figured, why not try this one? It's getting good reviews. Haven't done an HBO show for a while. And I think that the finale is airing over Memorial Day weekend. So it may have just okay. passed. Um, but, you know, weekly release, so it's been ongoing for the last yeah. two months. I believe it's seven episodes total, a miniseries. So this is good timing for that. It's like, oh, the show just ended. You Now you could go and just binge the whole thing. Yes, yes. Right? And it, it's, I think it's getting some, a lot of press, too. Oh, yeah? I was just seeing articles about Kate Winslet's performance and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. We're going to try a, a slightly different format today. I'm not going to go... For the official start of summer? Yes, yes. (laughs) So if you've listened to the podcast before, I go through the plot kind of beat by beat. We stop and talk about different scenes and lines and whatever. I'm not going to do that exactly. Although, as I was prepping show notes, it's inevitable you start to like write out parts of the plot. Right. You know, we're we're talking about the pilot to a TV show, so we have to talk about the content within the pilot. Um, So it's not going to be that different than usual. (laughs) But it might be but a little bit different. But it will make our like interjections and going off plot less annoying. Right, right. Because that's what we meant to do. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the show stars Kate Winslet, mm-hmm. um, probably best known for 1994's Heavenly Creatures. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's been... That's what I know her from. That's a couple, couple other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the whole 
pilot kind of felt like you're just kind of living with her. It was like almost slice of life, but in like a gritty, dark HBO show. Yes. A slice of a very unhappy life, I'd well, yes, say. Well, yes, yes. Like of a miserable person. Because she's, she's a detective with Easttown Police, uh, which is in eastern Pennsylvania. It's a real town. And Is it like a suburb of Philly? I mean, I know everything in Pennsylvania is a suburb of Philly. It is. It's but... not not too far from Philly. Okay. Just a little bit, a little bit west, and maybe a little bit north. Right outside Philly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was throwing on a thick Philly accent. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she was. What's your What's your verdict on? Her, well, I'm not her one to judge because you know that's like a hard one to do, and I think it's really easy to slip into Balmer while you're doing it. You could sound like you're from South Jersey, or you could go get chip chop sandwich from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Listen, it's one of the most fascinating accents to me. That Baltimore, um, I almost called it Baltimore again. <laughs> uh, South Jersey. I mean, it's like, it's like not beautiful, and I don't mean to say this to offend anybody from this area. Isn't that a beautiful sound? <laughs> Um, but it is a fascinating sound. Mm. Like, I cannot get enough of it. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Masterclass. You can sign in to hear Elizabeth talk all about accents. <laughs> Use code Chip Chop Sandwich for 20% off <laughs> this week only. That will right. expire uh, on Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were we talking about? Mary of Easttown? Yeah. <laughs> so she's a detective and she's just kind of like going about her day like she wakes up in the morning she's called by some old woman about a peeping tom outside their window that was looking in at her granddaughter and like you know this old woman knows her personally and like has her cell phone number Mm -hmm. and so i I don't know how big this suburb is but she seems to like know a lot of i don't know maybe they're like the regulars that are always calling the cops yeah but she tries to encourage this woman like you know you have to call the precinct you don't call my personal cell phone here's the hotline well, also, the impression that I got was that, uh, I mean, like, later in the episode, it seemed like this is her town. Yes. This is where she grew up. So, I'm guessing that it's just, like, a small town. This is where she lives. Everybody who lives there has always lived there. Right. So, they know her. This woman's kids probably went to school with her, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, she like goes, a Spotswitter mill town kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Just with a dumber accent. <laughs> <laughs> right. Can you but maybe less water? racist. No, I'm just <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know which which way you were uh, directing that, but I, either way, it, eh. I've heard it both ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then she goes on another call where someone has broken into their sister's house to steal money, like some drug addict. You know, I don't know if any of this will come back into play in the rest of the miniseries, but they spent like a, a pretty good amount of time on this one scene. Yes. Um. And parts of it were pretty powerful because the sister like shows up where the brother's getting arrested, you know, crying, saying she feels terrible, but she just wishes he would die already and get it over right. with. But of course, she's not going to press charges against them. And you can tell that like they know each other. Yes. You know, like that Mary, they know each yeah. other. And she knew how to deal with this guy because he knew her, this drug addict. Right. He like seemed to trust her and like finally just like let her come in the room. Yeah. Yeah. So one thread they introduce and does come back later in the episode is she's been on this missing persons case for like a year. Right. 
a young girl went missing who was also a drug user and like had ties to some prostitution in the town. Mm -hmm. And they had like absolutely no leads, like not a single clue on this case after a year. And the woman's mom is like still on TV calling out the police for not doing enough. And so her chief says like, listen, there's pressure coming in from every angle. Now I'm putting it on you. Like start over, start from scratch if you have to. Like we need something on this case. Yeah. And I, I think they're bringing in like some outside consultant or like the county or right. somebody sending in someone to oversee her and she's not pleased about that. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll be Evan Peters because I think he's in this cast and he was not in this pilot. Remind me, who who is that? What, what else has he been in? He was in all of the seasons, I think, of American Horror Story. He was in WandaVision as her brother. Oh, Okay. He's in some other stuff, too. Okay. He's done in a ton of stuff that I've seen, um, except that one season of American Horror Story. And uh, Who was he in the season of American Horror Story that we saw? He was, like, the main male freak show guy. In the show? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That's the one we watched, right? Freak yeah. Show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's been in the X-Men movies. Okay. Um, so later on, Mayor goes to a celebration of her high school basketball team's like big championship win from mm-hmm. t- 25 years ago. And we find out that the mom on TV complaining about the police is one of her former teammates and presumably a former friend of hers. Right. Who's also going through cancer treatments. Right. And so they like clash a little bit backstage uh, with the other teammates, like trying to cool down the situation. I mean, clash a little bit. It was mostly like this woman who lost her daughter wasn't going to talk to her about it and just ignore her and then mayor was like why'd you go on tv and blah 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 and like really wouldn't let up yeah yeah. would not let up like she she was very defensive about it and like her friend told her like this is not the place don't do it and like she could not stop herself yeah yeah and then was like oh shit afterwards it's like (laughs) you know So after the celebration, they are all at a bar and Mare starts talking to just some guy at the bar that's like trying to pick her up Mm -hmm. and they end up going back to his place, do it. And uh, the guy's played by Guy Pierce. (laughs) The guy is Guy. He was the the protagonist in Memento. Remember that movie? Yeah, I remember that movie. Oh my God. I, I didn't recognize him. Oh, he's been in a ton of other stuff. Really? But yeah. Uh, maybe I just didn't like, I didn't place him yeah. right away, but I don't, I guess he was a lot younger when he did Memento. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was probably 20 or 25 years ago. Yeah. So he's pretty persistent the entire time. And like, she finally says like, okay, I'll call you if I'm interested. Right. Because you know? originally she's like, this was a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, come on, let me have your number. She's like, I'll call you. Uh, she, she goes back home and brings her grandson back to bed because everyone was up late because her whole family, like her mom, her daughter, was over at her ex-husband's engagement party because he lives in the house right behind her. Right behind them. <laughs> this is how small this town is. Yeah. And I want to say it's probably not exactly like the places that we grew up in. I feel like it's definitely rougher. Oh, yeah. Than where we grew up. But just in that it's a small town and everyone knows each other. Right, right, you know? yeah. So, throughout this episode, there's a second story going on, and we are following a teenage mom, Erin, around. And so, we see her at home at first with her baby, and her son's father picks him up for the weekend, and, like, his girlfriend is awful, like, screaming curses at 
Erin as she's I mean, asking. How old are they? I don't know if they 16, said 16? 16-ish. They're yeah. young. Yeah, he has his license, but I don't think she does. Oh, no, right. she must. No, she does. Yeah, so maybe they're 16, Whatever. 17. they're in high school. Yeah, they're in high school. And she's asking about ear surgery, and he's adamant, like, listen, if you want any more money, you have to go through the courts. And then she lies to her dad, saying, like, oh, no, he agreed to pay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And, like, the dad's, like, stereotypical, drunken, piece of shit dad. Yeah. You know? I um, just... I, can I just stop you? Like, this whole scene was so upsetting because I just felt like, I just really felt for this girl because clearly, like, it comes together. Like, you see her relationship with her dad pretty clearly. Like, she's making them a microwave dinner, yeah. like a tray of um, mac, mac and, and cheese, cheese that they're going to share. And that seems to be the only parent there is her dad, who's, like, not great. Like, he doesn't seem like he's just, he's not all that nice to her. And she's all he has. He's all she has and vice versa. And she's scared of him. Like, she's scared to ask him for the car. When he burns his mouth on the macaroni and cheese, she's, like, very apologetic. Like, I just feel really bad for this girl. But when we're first introduced to her, she's talking about how in love she is to her baby. About her baby. Yes. And I just feel like, and then she has to like give him up for the weekend to Mm -hmm. go with his dad. And it just broke my heart because she has to let him go, but she's letting him go with this belligerent, immature teenager, like girl. Right. That I, I... I, it just broke my heart. I was like, this poor girl is just like in like no, like there's no way out of this situation. And I just felt really bad because I just can't imagine like she doesn't have a choice and she doesn't have anybody there who's going to like stand up for her. And her dad's not even there at the time. So like she's worried about like the health of her kid. She doesn't want her kid around this girl, but she has to legally let him go with her dad. Yep. And like... I, with with his dad, I'm like, it's just, how do you let your baby go when this, like, girl is screaming at you, cursing at you? You put, he's putting the car seat in the, in the car with this girl who is, like, cursing. I would not, I, I don't know. It's just, that's very hard for, like. A, yeah, it was awful. I'm not articulating myself well because I am getting, like, a little bit, like, emotional about <laughs> okay. it. But, like, I, I just felt like this poor girl and, and she doesn't have. You know, she's just a kid. Yeah. She doesn't know how to, like, stand up for herself. Yeah. And, you know, we see, like, what a kid she is later mm-hmm. because she's at her friend's house, like, texting with this boy mm-hmm. who, like, somehow got her number. And right. the friend, like, calls her mom in to, like, do Erin's makeup because she's going to go to the woods to this, like, you know, well-known high school hangout spot to meet up with this guy. There's, like, a bonfire. I'm like, how is this not broken up immediately every time? Like, how do... <laughs> <laughs> Do the cops just like let it happen? I I'm guess. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. It's just so weird. Like, I'm sure the cops have better things to worry about than like high schoolers drinking in the woods. There was well, a, there was a spot. There was a spot in Milltown that was this spot. You know. Was it like that? So so I never went there. Shocking, right? <laughs> I know. I'm very surprised. But did you? Yeah. When? I mean, it was when it was right yeah, behind like, my house. No, but I know. But like when, like were we dating? 
It was like, how old were you? And like, how s- old was the crowd that was there? High school, like 15, 16. I were there were, like mixes of ages? Mixes of ages? Like to a small eighth scale. grade to seniors? Is it that mixed? I don't think there was any eighth grade there. No? No. I, I don't really remember that. We'll long. have to ask your sister. It was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious because like, I never went. And I don't, maybe there was a spot like this in Spotswood. I didn't know it. And I mean, this, <laughs> I guess I'll ask my siblings who did more partying than me. It's not like it was a secluded, hidden spot. Like it was only a short distance from a neighborhood, you know? And like, close to the police station, I'm right? sure the cops knew about it. The 50, well, the cops probably all grew up in Milltown. Well, yeah. <laughs> they knew about oh, it. There was that one time where we went down there and uh, all the cops were there drinking as well. <laughs> that tracks that tracks I'm, I'm kidding I'm kidding I know so she, she shows up to the spot in the woods and it's revealed that this group of kids made up this guy Brandon it's her oh. son's father and the girlfriend and her friends that made it up just to fuck with her because yeah. she had like texted him one night what a nasty group of people yeah I mean and he's just staring he's being so mean and he's letting his girlfriend be so... Me- Ugh. And it's like, hello, don't you have your baby this weekend? What are you doing here? <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I thought at first, too. I'm sure... I mean, obviously, it's with his grandparents. Right, but. right. Uh, but then the the girlfriend sucker punches Aaron and, like, just starts kicking her while she's on the ground. And, like, the piece of shit boyfriend's just, like, watching it all yeah. happen. And finally, Mare's daughter... And her friends, who happen to be there, rush over to, like, stop the fight because they just see this girl, like, getting beat up. Yeah. And Aaron kind of gets up and stumbles off into the night. And so the episode ends with kind of a montage of, like, where all the characters are. We've established all these different characters, where they are the next morning. You know, like, the ex-husband's in there and, like, some other, you know, boring stuff. But Mare wakes up in her grandson's bed and she looks up and her son is there. She's having a vision of her deceased son. Just for a split second. It's really like the first we hear of him. Yeah, we don't know anything yet. We don't know how yeah. it happened. We just know that she's watching after the grandson. And then we see Aaron at the bottom of some rocks in the woods. And she has a huge gash on her forehead and she's dead. Yeah. At the bottom. So not a happy ending there. No. In case you thought it was going to be. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. She either. cracked. I mean, Mare cracked a smile exactly once. When was that? Now I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> when she was uh, spraying cheese whiz onto a tater tot. Oh my god! <laughs> and so it, uh, the episode ends with Mare getting a call, presumably about this dead girl, right? But we don't know that yet either. Um, so that was Mare of Easttown. What did you think? I mean, it was, it was heavy. Yeah. Like, I think the only person who had like brought like really much levity at all to it was Mare's brother. He seemed to have like a much more, and I don't really mean levity, but like he was just like a much more easygoing guy. He's a priest. Cousin. Oh, cousin, cousin. Sorry. And he just kind of like ribs her a little bit and yeah. doesn't really like take her shit where everyone else is kind of like, not that anyone takes her shit, but like they kind of like meet her where she is. Right. And he doesn't. 
Um, I thought that the acting was good, and I have never really seen Kate Winslet be bad in anything. I like Kate Winslet. It was just so joyless. Yeah. If I, <laughs> I mean, listen, it was HBO. The production was good. The cinematography was good. Mm-hmm. Kate Winslet, all the acting. It was gritty and real and heavy. My only little complaint is they made her like so over the top curmudgeonly and angsty like almost to the point of being a caricature you know like come on her ex moves into the house right behind her so she's in her bedroom looking out at the ex-husband having a having a party there and then there's like just like uh, every scene she's like spraying cheese was on a tater tot or like she twists her ankle it's very hard you're very stressed you have a lot to do i would have liked to see a little bit more like just like more dimension there because there has to be some you know like i'm not i mean clearly she's not had an easy life i mean she lost her son that becomes pretty clear but i just i would imagine that there's just like some something else to her character um i don't know i'm i'm guessing that this will be revealed and we'll see it i just thought it was like pretty laid on pretty thick yeah. in this pilot and that like made it a little bit of a slog to get through it and i just mean that and that it was i don't think it was bad i'm just like okay like what what else is like gonna be like pulling me in mm-hmm. make me like her you know i want to like her a little you know yeah yeah i mean she doesn't really reveal any likable characteristics right I mean, you know, obviously she's obviously she's, a good mom. You know, it's not like she's she's a bad person. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously you know loving and caring her grandson mm-hmm. uh, and her kids, <laughs> but otherwise she's pretty miserable to everybody she yeah. sees. Hard to be around. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little intrigued on how they're going to tie these two cases together, like this missing girl and then the now dead. Erin? Yeah. Um, you know, I assume it's more than like just it's the same suspect or person. Maybe there's some other like weird tie-in yeah. there. Um, if, if it's related at all, I don't know. Right. I would think it would be. It's only yeah. seven, seven episodes and they have would, to resolve both stories. Yeah, I would think it would be. And I know I was joking about the accent earlier. <clears throat> I think sometimes that is distracting. And sometimes it's great when people do the accent, you know? Mm-hmm. I just think that it was obvious to me that it was not natural to her. Mm, okay. And I not... I mean, it's a hard accent to do. And I can't only... I can only do it when I hear... Immediately hear someone doing it. You know what I mean? But it was just like it kind of went in and out a little bit. And it's like, I know she's British. <laughs> And, like, sometimes I felt like you could hear that, that it was just, like, not that natural for her to say it. But, again, it's the pilot and probably some of the first scenes that she shot. So, while she probably trained it, I'm sure, like, trained with, like, a coach for it. Yeah. It probably becomes more natural as the show goes on. Yeah. So, I'll allow it. Will you allow yourself to continue watching Mayor of Easttown? 
think so. I think I'm going to do like another episode or two. I kind of do want to see what that tie-in is and if we find out what it is. And I mean, if it's really, really hard to watch, like, because it's like, if this is the level that it's at the whole time, it might just be too depressing to watch. But, like, we do watch depressing shows. Yeah. Like we watch The Wire. It's just that The Wire also had these, like, dynamic characters in it. This doesn't really have that yet. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I just want to. I would like to see. I'm going to give it a chance because I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Um, I'm not that concerned about the depressing part because that's most of the dramas that we watch are, like, heavy, dour, gr- yeah. gritty. Um, but you know what? We've really taken a step back from that. In the last few months. Well, we've because been binging sitcoms. We, exactly. Like, we haven't really gone there. Yeah. And, like, I know a few people that that has really been their coping mechanism in the last year and a half has been not watching the sad shows. Mm. We'll only watch light shows. I, you know, we didn't, we, that's not really why we haven't been watching them. It's just, like, I know that that's, like, sometimes, like, that has been, like, a choice for a few people that I know, which I find interesting because, you know, if there's still such good TV in that, like, you know, I couldn't have not watched The Capture. I had to watch The Capture. You know what I mean? <laughs> had to watch Dublin Murders. Like, right. it's still so good. So it's, you know. But yeah, we've been definitely on that, like, more positive, lighthearted yeah. TV kick lately. Would you recommend Mayor of Easttown? I think so. Yeah, I think if you're okay with all that stuff we just talked about, like, it's it's a heavy show. Right. It's going to be depressing. I mean, like... Yeah, yeah. The, almost every scene has some sad element to it in this pilot. Other than maybe her having a one-night stand with Guy Pierce. Right. But even that, you can tell she's just like... She's like, ah. Uh, disconnected. It's like and, she won't even let herself be happy. Yeah, no, that's, that's what totally I'm it. feeling. It's like she's not allowing it. She's working so hard to be miserable. Right. You know? Right. I mean, and that may, that's probably part of it. That's like a, like a conscious choice. Sure, so, yeah. Um, did I ever tell you that Kate Winslet was like, it sounds so cheesy, but like the moment I knew I wanted to be an actress. Was watching Kate Winslet? Was watching Kate Winslet in Titanic. <laughs> Does that sound so ridiculous or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like a very, um, what, do, what do you call our generation? What do you call like our generation? Like Xennials? Like right on the cusp of like millennial and, and Gen X. Isn't that what they call us? Or geriatric millennials? Yeah. I just feel like that's very like indicative of like that. Time. Oh yeah, sure. You were like a preteen or a teenager yeah. when Titanic came out, and <laughs> and that like was like in a very informative moment. Yeah, for I think me. it was ninety four or formative moment. <laughs> I yeah, think so. so you were whatever a preteen. <laughs> yeah, I was in like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, I just remember like because I think I went to the theater and I saw it like three times. Wow. But there was just like a moment, like especially, I, I don't know. I don't know. I had never seen someone like so genuinely fall in love with someone else on screen. Mm-hmm. Like I could feel it. I was like, the, I, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. And I got um, superlative, most theatrical <laughs> that year. <laughs> so I saw Titanic in the theater twice. Yeah. Um, 
Tell me who you made out with. Katie. Uh, okay. Yeah. It was a four-hour movie, so we thought that's some good neck and time. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the time we went? Wait, no. It must have come out later then. Because I wasn't dating her in seventh or eighth grade. Well, you're a year older than me. Oh, yeah. Was it? Maybe it was in high school. You're older than me, Bill. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Should we play a quick game? Yes, let's let's do that. All right, what are we calling the segment? Elizabeth's Game Corner? Yeah, or we'll come up with something. All right, everybody, it's official forever. Elizabeth's Game <laughs> Corner. <laughs> Hashtag EGC. <laughs> All right, so we are going to make... I don't know what this game is called yet. Okay. We'll come up with a name for that, too. We're, like, really just throwing all caution to the wind. We are tonight. flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Pretty much. We're going to try to create a show or put. we're going to put together, like, a perfect rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Out of two shows. Out of two shows. So we have to pick two shows that equal a score of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. Without audience going score. over. Audience score. Audience score. Without going over. And there will be some theme to it each time we do this. Yeah. So tonight's theme is shows on CBS, the network CBS. So we have to pick two CBS shows that equal 100. Now, are we playing this together? So like you pick one and then I try to match you because it's only two of us right now. So I try to like we try to make it together or are we competing against each other? Listen, this is the first time we've ever done this. So what precedence do you want to set? Do you want to go head to head or do you want to um, work together? Let's go head to head. I was going to say let's do it <laughs> together. <laughs> that perfectly summarizes our relationship. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, let's go head to head. Okay. So why don't you go first? All right. Name the first show. I'm going to go with my favorite CBS show. Okay. The Good Wife. <laughs> of course, I do this all the time for our recaps. When you Google a show, it comes up IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and sometimes Google. This one has IMDb, TV Guide, and TV.com. But not Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but not Rotten Tomatoes. So now I actually have to go to the website, RottenTomato.com. Audience score is 91%. Ooh. That's going to be a tough one for you. Yeah. 91%. But we are dealing with CBS. That's so true. Maybe that's not. true. I'm going to try to steal what you might use as your lowest rated one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Two Broke Girls. Okay. That was on CBS, right? It was. <laughs> that also doesn't have anything from Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> what the fuck, CBS? Maybe we should not use Rotten Tomatoes. We can choose something different next time. Ooh, it's actually fairly high. 58%. Wow. 58%. So I need something shittier than Two Broke Girls, which is an impossible task. I'm going to go with Living Biblically. Ah, that's what I was going to go with next. 18% Ooh, on Rotten Tomatoes. I too over. high. Too high. Would have been Damn. good for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Damn, I had to be like, well, this is my favorite show. I have to pick my favorite show. Not like the way to win. Uh, yeah, why did you pick The Good Wife? I don't know. It's like an actual quality show on CBS. I know. All right. Are we including CBS All Access in this? I think we can, right? Yeah, sure. 
I will say, what was that CBS All Access show about the cult? <laughs> That's exactly the one I was thinking of. The cult and the guy who like, like some like air space. Air and like space they're museum. They're making like a, a rocket or something. Shit. What was that called? Rocket Man. <laughs> rocket Man. <laughs> By the way, now CBS All Access is Paramount Plus. Oh, right. <laughs> Try to keep track of your streaming services. Strange Angel. Yeah, Strange Angel. 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Oh my gosh, you people are so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we both both busted. Yeah. Ah, I would have been all right if I... So should it go that you pick, then I pick, then you pick, then I pick? Or should it be like a snake draft where you pick, then I pick twice, then you pick? Because it was a little unfair. Was it? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's only two of us. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Why do you get to go first twice in two rounds? You should go first in one round. I should go first in the other round. <laughs> this is why I wanted to work together. <laughs> okay. Because you're going to pick apart every little thing. See, but if we worked together, you would have picked The Good Place at 91%. You would have been mad. And I would have been left with trying to get a 9% show. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You would have been like, that's not how you play a game. (laughs) Uh, All right, everybody. I hope that was not as ridiculous as it probably was. You don't want to go again? You don't want to do another round? What's What's the new category? Can we do crime dramas? Sure. Okay. You can go first. Crime drama. Let's start with For the People. Mm. Just because that's one that we actually did the pilot for on the show. Okay. Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Are you mad at the, how it, high the rating is? I clicked on it and it was it showed 89%. And I was like, what the hell? That's so high. And then as it was loading, it changed to 90%. <laughs> <laughs> like our uh, thousands of people are online right now voting for For the People. <laughs> The critic score is 69%. Just thought I would mention that. Because that's the one. Because now when you don't win, you're going to be like, well, if we were using the critic score, I would have won. <laughs> this just, is how Bill plays games, listen, by the way. I'm just throwing it out there. All right. What is your crime drama? Uh, 90% for For the People. It was canceled after two seasons. It was not that good. Oh, my God. For the People was so bad. I'm going to go with All Rise. And that's the one that I meant to say. <laughs> That's well, guess what? When you said for the people, that's the one I thought you meant. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So we forgot about for the people, which was like only like the second or third show we ever did. I think that was the Shonda Rhimes show, right? Yes. Not bad. All Rise has a 43% All score. Right. On I Rotten can work Tables. with that. I can okay. work with that. Okay. What's your next pick? Oh, we are doing the snake draft now. So I'm looking for something. What am I, what what's my number? What do I want? 60? You want 60? Uh, you want 57. Oh, 57. Okay. It's doable. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have to pick the all-time worst rated cop drama. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good idea or not. I'm going to go with Burke's Law. Burke's? Yeah. Burke's Law. Oh, yeah. That 1994 show. Yeah. It has no audience score. God damn it. 
Uh, All right, so I can't pick that. You want to just go with the critic score for this one? Well, yeah. 43%. Okay. Same as the audience score for All Rise. So you're at 86%. Okay. Um, I don't know. Help me out with this one. What's the worst worst cop show ever? Law show ever? Um, That everyone hated and it was canceled after three episodes. That's the level we're talking about here. What's the one with Kelsey Grammer? What was that one? That might, might be bad. That's not going to be 10% though. What was that one? God, all these shows are so fucking forgettable. <laughs> I know. They're all the same. Like we thought they were the same. Oh, I I know what you should pick. What? Would take two be counted as a crime? Yeah, totally. Show? Yeah. Do you take two? No, people are going to like that show. 90% audience score. What? <laughs> what? You people have trash taste. <laughs> 90% audience score. Oh my God. I'm looking at this one thing and it says that Columbo is one of the worst. And I don't think that's true. Oh. I mean, this is just like an opinion thing. <laughs> Columbo's 84%. What's, look up, can you look up CSI Cyber? 36%. Mm. All right, we're, we're burning through shows here that we're going to need for future, yeah, we need future games. All right. Uh, <laughs> except not this game because I hate it and it's not fair and I'm never going to play it again. Oh, um, sorry, you lost. <laughs> you know what we should do? You name a show and then you say, before you look, do you want to use the audience score or the critic score? Okay. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. So why'd you roll your eyes? I'm just, I just like how you're like really salty that you <laughs> lost because, and I, now you're going to start to say, well, it's because of this. It's because of the audience score. I think we should use a different platform than Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Like, why don't we use IMDb? Isn't there just one rating on there? Yeah, but it's out of 10, not out of 100. Oh. <laughs> I mean, right. trying we'll to make workshop sure this a little bit more. All right, everybody. If you have suggestions on shows for us to watch, you can email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at trialbypilot. And please go on to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, subscribe to the show, leave a review, and tell a friend. And thank you to the Beats for providing our theme music. Thanks, Beats. Bye. Bye. Watching television, watching television